0: Good morning, beautiful black queens and kings. You're currently listening to DC Talk Radio. This is your girl, Nia Hughes, and I also have nine intelligent black women you'll hear from today. So today's topic is about repair, essentially what happens when groups of people or individuals are harmed, and how do we repair that harm that has been committed to these groups or individuals, whether it be based on race, gender, or ethnicity. What we're going to be talking about today is what are the continual psychological impacts on black children that stems from the repressed aggression that dates back to slavery. When we talk about this repressed aggression, we're tying that to discipline and how black children are disciplined in their home. Discipline can be split into two categories, one being physical, like being whipped with a belt, a switch, et cetera, or any other physical action, where the other one is nonviolent, being timeouts, grounded, et cetera. So Vivian, I know you have an African view on this. Janai, you have experienced non-physical discipline, where Jasmine, you have. So do you guys want to talk about that?
1: Yeah, sure. So, both of my parents were born in Nigeria, and there's a much different connotation to beating or whooping your children than there is here in America. Though it's practiced all, all over the country, more and more people are starting to be more vocal about deeming hitting your children as wrong in America. In Nigeria, this is not the case. Not many children in Nigeria complain about the ideas of beatings. Fundamentally, most people understand it to be a common experience that almost all children go through in growing up and learning how to be a functional member of society. Teachers are also known to physically punish students for misbehavior, lateness, disrespect, among other malconducts. It's a form of reprimand that has endured for as long as it was introduced to Africa. In Nigeria, they don't necessarily take it as spare the rod and spoil the child. Rather, they take it as spare the rod and stunt the child. Something about the process of beating their children makes parents feel like they're setting them up to be strong and face all the challenges that Nigeria and the world throws at them. To piggyback off of what Vivian said, both of my parents were born in the U.S. and my mother was never spanked or whooped as a child, whereas my dad was. Me and my older siblings were whooped as a child, but my younger siblings were not. When my parents got divorced, they stopped spanking and whooping children. And it is my belief that my father has reversed anger and some of the times that he did whoop us, it wasn't completely from us acting out or getting into trouble. My mother never really liked the idea of spanking kids, but my father kind of roped her into it. As our advisor, Dr. Harrell stated, if you're going to raise your hand, hold back the temper. and if you do not control your temper, hold back your hand. I agree with that because my parents would spank us, but they would always have a conversation as to why what I did was wrong, and then it would be forgiven, and we would move on.
0: Hey, Janiya here. So I was raised by two Haitian parents. Both of my parents were physically disciplined. I shouldn't even use discipline. They were punished, and done so without explanation or reason. My mother especially was beaten every day just because. My father started off using violence as punishment on me for things he now doesn't even remember why. Then my mother stepped in and thought of timeouts, writing over and over again, talking things out, and even holding over the infamous possible idea of disappointment. My father even adopted no punishment at all. He would let my own guilt and sadness ruminate. I've gotten both sides of the story, but for the most part, I got non-violent. Yeah, I can relate to you, Vivian and Jasmine, being that my parents did discipline me, but it was never out of anger. It was more out of a sense of trying to better myself. So I'm looking at everyone sitting with me today, and we're all the same age, but our parents were probably different ages when they all had us. Destiny, I know your mom was a teenager when she had you, so do you think that there's some correlation with discipline style and parenting age?
2: My mother had me at a young age, and while my siblings and I have had our fair share of spankings, more so them than me, That is not the usual choice of punishment. I think my mother took a different approach because we were both growing up together, and that's why she prefers we talk things over and encourages us to gain her permission for things rather than asking for forgiveness after it's already done. Many young parents take what they already felt and dealt with and twist it into a more effective way of discipline. And after meeting with Dr. Harrell, he gave us an understanding that there is a difference in parenting for young parents because they can do one of two things, either favors bankings because they think back on a few years before and because they were so they're so young they can't control their anger, or they look back on the years before and recall how they were disciplined and do not want to put their child through the same thing.
0: Okay, so back to the root of the question being what are the continual psychological impacts on black children that stems from the repressed aggression that dates back to slavery? PJ and Jalen How do you think these forms of discipline we just heard stem from this repressed aggression?
3: The purpose of using physical force as a punishment for a child reflects the need to assert authority and power over someone in order to teach a lesson. Fear and humiliation are factors that come with this type of discipline that supposedly keep a child in check. These aspects of physical punishment clearly mirror the agenda and objectives held during slavery. Many people associate whooping kids as a black thing, but there is evidence to support that this is historically incorrect. The practice of hitting children was actually coined and evident in European nations before the transatlantic slave trade and then implemented to extreme cases to keep slaves obedient. In fact, in pre-colonial West African cultures, children were viewed as sacred, period then, adult, then adults and reincarnated gods. Uh, therefore, black Americans learned this type of physical punishment directly from their masters. One point I would like to add is that the slaves who were captured as children or were born into slavery We're only exposed to this way of discipline, and now the cycle continues. Another one of the major lasting effects is
1: code switching, which is deliberately or unintentionally changing your form of speech when speaking to different types of people. It is important to realize that although slaves came from Africa, many of them spoke different languages. Because of this, the slaves had to create a language of their own that could be understood by the different tribes, but would be something that their masters could not totally decipher. Of course slave masters didn't like their slaves speaking an indecipherable language, so the slaves had to learn when they should and shouldn't use their unique language. Slaves began code switching by using more proper English in front of their masters, but using their unique language amongst themselves. Another important aspect to note is the fact that after slavery was truly abolished, freed slaves were forced to sign labor contracts in which they still had to uphold the same signs of respect by not using their own language in front of whites as to not offend them or be in trouble by the law. Today, many blacks in the workforce feel the need to continue this same trend out of fear of being considered ghetto or unprofessional for using their more natural tongue. This characterization is similar to that of the slave master because the slave language was automatically viewed as barbaric or uncivilized. This trend is still felt today by by children as they are penalized in both school and home for not using proper English. This idea of having to code switch or face consequences takes away from the uniqueness of our culture, which was Europeans' aim from the minute they began enslaving our people.
0: Those are some really interesting points. Personally, I didn't know that physical punishment stemmed from European nations and I never thought about how current day code switching goes back to slavery. So, Ella and Paloma, I know you're talking about perpetuating this cycle, but first we need to understand how does physical
1: punishment affect children's lives and the black community as a whole. Corporal punishment goes much deeper than children's behavior. After discussing with Dr. Harrell, it was made aware that parents' self-consciousness and psychological health have a major part in the degree of punishment. If a parent is punishing their child in this physical manner, it cannot be out of rage. This rage can be frustration resulting from the child's action, but more deeply, the suppressed anger from the day and or their life. The parent must be using this form of punishment thoughtfully and not emotionally to reduce the negative psychological outcomes. On the topic of corporal punishment, some observational researchers have witnessed cases where children have frequent conduct disorder and externalized behavior. In other cases, children have internal difficulty, resulting in such issues as low self esteem and depression, with many cases also including long term psychological effects. Dr. Harrell emphasized corporal punishment as multi determinant, having the parent, the environment, the child, and the culture, along with multiple multiple minute variables. With such potential for negative outcomes varying in severity, corporal punishment should not be the first resort when disciplining youth.
4: Hey, Paloma here. As a formal child development major, I've spent a lot of time researching the causes and effects of whipping children. More than 70% of Americans agreed in 2012 that, quote, it is sometimes necessary to discipline a child with a good hard spanking, end quote. Studies show that children who are beat are more prone to mental illness. When children are spanked, they typically associate violence with love, since that is what their parents taught them, and grow up to domestic violence and partner relationships that continue the cycle. On the topic of black children specifically, a 2015 Pew Research survey found that black parents are more than twice as likely as white and Latino parents to use corporal punishment on a regular basis, and they are far less likely to never spank their children. So we know that spanking a child is never a better option why is it so difficult to convince black people of this?
0: Well, last but not least, Tiange. with all this being said and probably the hardest question to answer, if it even has an answer, how do you think we should go about trying to repair this problem?
2: Okay. Parents that use corporal punishment are parents that usually don't know what to replace corporal punishment with. The first of many ways to discipline without physical interactions is time It's not enough to just put your child in the corner and bring them out when you're ready. You have to make them reiterate what they did and make sure that they understand why it was wrong. Another effective way of discipline is having clear consequences and sticking to them, which makes them realize that their actions have consequences and, lastly, reward good behavior. A study about kids that were spanked and kids that weren't revealed that children beat at the age of five showed greater increases in behavioral problems by six when compared to those who weren't. Timeouts, consequences, and rewarding good behavior will definitely be better ways to discipline children to avoid behavioral problems. However, children aren't the only ones that benefit. The parents benefit just as much because through these methods of discipline, parents learn patience.
0: All right. Well, with all that being said, I'd like to thank all of you and express what a pleasure it has been to be on the show with you all and taking the time out of your day to come here. I look forward to having another opportunity to visit with you all in the near future. Mia Hughes signing off.